This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Almost Famous Minute, where we're discussing the 2000 Cameron Crowe film Almost Famous, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash from Watchmen Minute. I'm Tierney Steele, and I was promised I could talk about Keith Moon Minute. <laughs> I'm Travis Bowe from Watchmen Minute. All right. Great to have you back, Travis. Uh, last time, here. Last time for your, your you as a guest this week. And I think it's last time for Tierney as with her two week stay as as co host. I have I have started to smell as Ben Franklin would say, and uh, it's time for me to hit the road. <laughs> oh, uh, we'll just stay for a few minutes, and we'll we can talk about this last minute here. Got it. Please. Um. So this is minute twelve here on Friday, and it starts with William touching various album covers with his fingers. And ends with William seeing his entire future. Okay. We have to start album by album. I will contain myself. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, the... Before we get into, like, each of these records, um, the the creepy handling of the records really stood out to me this time um, through because I just re-listened, or just listened to an episode of Empire Records Minute earlier today mm-hmm. and they talk about um the the moment at the beginning where Liv Tyler's character caresses her Rex Manning record and then Renee Zellweger's character like yanks it out of her hand she starts like making out with it and licking the album cover um so then to, to go back to this and just see the way he's like just has this it's odd not poor William's fault that Liv Taylor and Renee Zellweger did that. I, but well, it's for, just for, weird. for William, it's is, like, is it the Joni Mitchell cover? It's that, yeah, no. yeah. It, the most. It's it's this other gender with our thing in our culture. Yeah, 
Well, no, it's uh, the the cream album. Like he's rubbing his finger over that, which okay. I kind of get because yeah. that looks like it has like almost like a metallic sheen mm-hmm. to it. So maybe that's what he's. But I don't know. It's just all of them. Yeah. Then the the Joni Mitchell. This is a pure love that will not be sullied by Rex Mining. <laughs> <laughs> as good as that movie is. <laughs> Freaking Rex Manning day. That's everything. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I had any Cream albums. All I have is the uh, their their best of on CD. Yeah, I mean I've got plenty of their songs and yeah. everyone who was in it, but not. I mean they definitely don't have that. And what's the next? Sorry, I just clicked out of the it, which was silly. Bl- Blue of me. by Joni Mitchell. Okay, which I only know of because of uh, of <laughs> Love Actually. <laughs> From what? Isn't that Joni Mitchell? She taught your oh, love. Actually, that's what she wants oh. for. That's what she's oh, listening actually. to. Yeah, Joni Mitchell told your taught your cold English wife how to love. <laughs> I know there's I know there's another movie where that's brought up a ton, but I thought it was the um, the kids are alright. Have you seen that? I haven't. It might be that, but okay. it's definitely yeah because she's listening to both sides now. Mm-hmm. When she starts crying, spoilers for Love Actually, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's another, what I know it from. <laughs> that's another album that that breaks the the time stream for this one. It comes out in okay. June of 1971. Oh. But we can forgive that. <laughs> uh, it looks like Hendrix is behind Joni Mitchell, doesn't it? Because it then cuts when he puts down blue back to William. And then it goes back and it's Bob Dylan. But look at that little red corner sticking out from behind Joni Mitchell. Okay, I see what you're saying. I think it's out of order. We're missing uh, some albums. Which which that could be the ones I was talking about yesterday. Well, I I think think so, though. I think that red album that's behind, I think that's the Jimi Hendrix album. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So there's some pretty crazy editing going on. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's definitely <laughs> the Jimi Hendrix one. Fair enough. You know, yeah. let the editor do their job. Yeah. But yeah, I never noticed that before. Plot hole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done yes, with this that's podcast. exactly what that term means. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, um, so we've we've mentioned the Bob Dylan album, so that's Blonde on Blonde, which is I'm 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 positive I said about <laughs> in, yeah. in Watchmen Minute at one point uh, was really album. my 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 big oh uh, my one that I found first and I still love yeah the most I think. What's the Michelle Pfeiffer movie where she's a teacher uh, and the other yeah. English teacher uh, says yeah. his favorite poet is Dylan and then he starts <laughs> quoting. Uh, yeah. Bob and she realizes he means Bob Dylan. Yeah. Oh, why can't not, uh, I think of... Thomas Thomas Dylan? Yeah, it, it's all um. Isn't that the, not the poet. Yeah, she she thought he was talking about the poet, and then she realizes he means Bob Dylan, and that's what gives her the idea to teach the kids mm-hmm. that like music is poetry, but it's all blurring together in like '90s movies <laughs> mishmash in my brain. I can't pick it out. It's the one with the Coolio song. Yeah. Oh. Um, 
dangerous uh, mines. Mm. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! You've saved me, sir. You. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I would have jumped in sooner. I didn't realize you were struggling with the title of the, <laughs> with the name. Yeah, I. Which ones? And it's not Easy Chair, but Easy Chair is my favorite Dylan song. So hmm. I'm not a traditionalist. <laughs> um. So the final album that uh, we we find has this note in it is uh, Tommy's The Who. Yeah. And between between uh you know the <laughs> the uh, Jimi Hendrix album. You know, and um, oh, uh, Led Zeppelin too, and then Pet, Pet Sounds on this. This this is this is pretty high up there for me. Yeah, this, this would... is a a CD double CD that my dad had mm-hmm. that I listened to a lot in my some of my most formative years, middle school, early high school. Mm. We had at one point there were more copies of Tommy's The Who oh. or The Who's Tommy. Blah. At one point, there were more copies of Tommy in the house than there were people. Wow. Because <laughs> we just kept burning more copies <laughs> for various pla- or like, Or like, oh, I left it at college. Can you just make me another one for winter break? And <laughs> and, and because yes, we, uh... my dad would never get rid of the LP. So even though we have the CD now. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I was going to say, like, if you'd asked me to... Like where on that list of of the four uh, groups that you had me rank, you yeah. know, on, on our first minute, um, I the Who would go above Led Zeppelin yeah. for me. Wow. I, I really like the Who, um, but like this specific album, you know, I, I remember listening to Tommy, and there's definitely a few songs I like on it, but I feel like it feels like a soundtrack to a movie that I haven't seen. Yeah, right. And mm-hmm. which I know it is, you know, yeah. but it, it doesn't feel like a, a music album. You can just listen to, it feels like it, it's meant to go along with the movie, which when I have no context for it, it really doesn't for me, didn't did, doesn't work as a standalone <laughs> album that I could just enjoy. <laughs> so I probably just need to watch the movie and then I'll, I'll appreciate I'll the music more. Um, oh, you won't. But- no, you won't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I hate it. Hated no. it. Okay. I mean, d- don't get me wrong. The casting is brilliant. But I, when you said like, oh, I have no context for it, I'm like, ah. And then you become a middle schooler and learn the context for certain songs. And then you hate those songs and can never, ever, ever listen to them again. Thanks. Uh, okay. I'm just yeah. going to skip that forever, <laughs> Uncle. <Blech. laughs> yeah. For me, I, I think uh, Quadrophenia. And the kids are all right, are my favorites. Uh, Who's next is you know a fantastic album. So, but so I, I kind of wondered with uh, with it being Tommy, like it seems like a a Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon <laughs> might be your stereotypical <laughs> like if if the the sister is introducing the brother yeah. to. Something that, you know, in her words, it'll set you free. If, if that sort of experience that she's trying to introduce him to, you know, I, I would have, you know, figured it'd be, uh, like I said, a dark side of the moon. So I wondered if it was, if Tommy was a specific album to Cameron Crowe, like, and that's why it, it's yeah. here. 
Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I, th- I think if you're making this movie and it's not really autobiographical, like maybe it's you, you just default to a, a dark side of the moon or, but then I, I would say for that, it's, I think, I kind of feel like Pink Floyd would might be even tougher to get than Led Zeppelin, at least for um, Cameron Crowe. Cameron Crowe, he had this experience with Led Zeppelin. That's right. the, the the reason for the four bands that we lit that I, that I list that, that that you rank is because he was at least partial partial tour with them. Okay, you know, and and in the earliest roughly year year or two maybe of him becoming a journalist in his teens. At a very at that very young age, yeah. Um, so that's that's why those four, I think, and and with uh, Pink Floyd, it's just it's just too far out there. It's it's too, you know, for Dark Side of the Moon. I mean, that's seventy three itself. You know, oh, is it 73? that's that's, okay. that's too too much okay. breaking of this. Even though we've had these other albums, sure. that are into the 71 ish area. Yeah. Well, but the one that that he ends up getting sure. this note from his sister to play, you know. Um, and it's on its side too. It's not, you know, facing straight up. So I think that's why I think she purposely placed it that way, put mm-hmm. the note in it and to draw uh, attention to it. Yeah. To get him to put, hopefully listen to first. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I kind of wondered, are there notes in all of the records with yeah, right. instructions on, <laughs> on how best to experience them? Like I can I see hope, an older I, sister being like that. Yeah. I kind of <laughs> hope that that's going all out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I kind of hope when he when he opens up the Bob Dylan, it's like, okay, you know, listen to this one this way after you've uh, had a heartbreak, or listen to this one after you know this such you know whatever. Mm-hmm. So, because um, like yeah, it, it makes sense that it's sideways, and that's what would draw him to open it. Because um, I kind of wondered like what what guarantee is is there that he'll he'll find this note you know, before listening to any of the others, but that makes sense. And, mm-hmm. and I, again, I kind of like that, that they all have notes and this is just the one that he's going to experience first. This is the one on its side. I guess I should probably tell you why I asked for these minutes because okay. I, and I think part of also the decision is it's this artwork when he opens it up. So we watched this, this movie came out, this movie hit DVD. We watched this movie and the first thing my entire family, again, that had more copies of Tommy than people in the house said was, Sparks is in the first song on the track, which I do love when they yeah. cut to the record. It shows he's putting it on yeah, the freaking right. track. Uh, yeah. But so, and there was great debate amongst us. You know, <laughs> listen to Tommy with a candle burning and you will see your entire future. And we're like, it, does, it doesn't start with Sparks. I could see if it started with Sparks. And... And I shouldn't say the entire family. This was me and my dad uh, having this debate with our friends. My sister, like I said, is seven years younger than me. So it's a big enough age gap. And we decided the time had come for Elaine to become into cool music. (laughs) And she had definitely heard lots. Like I said, we grew up listening to the oldies, classic rock stations. This was a whole thing. In fact, one of her favorite songs as like a in the car seat kid was uh, another brick in the wall. Mm-hmm. Cause she loved the screaming wrong, do it again. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, she was like a toddler quoting, like I can't eat my meat or whatever, or, you know, 
So she was aware of it, but she wasn't into it. She was a kid, you know, she's wearing a Neo pet shirt and running around the house in glitter. And so I being the cooler sister and I had the teen room upstairs in the finished now finished attic. And I said, come into my room, sit on my inflatable chair. (laughs) I will turn off the lights except for my Christmas lights that I had strung all over the ceiling. And we will listen to Dark Side of the Moon. That's what I decided was going to be the first album that I played for her. So I get Dark Side of the Moon. I mean, and it was CD, not vinyl. Um, So I put on Dark Side of the Moon. And then I don't remember what happened, but I was like, I'll be right back. Maybe like the dog started barking or something, but I was like, I'll be right back. I run down and I was not gone long. I mean, Speak to Me was still just starting. It was, you know. (laughs) Yeah. But she had this look on her face. And she was actually crying. Apparently, as soon as I left the room and it started, one of the Christmas bulbs started flickering (laughs) in time with the heartbeat. (laughs) And she flipped out and said she would (laughs) never be in my room again. She was terrified. Pink Floyd must be the scariest thing in the world. She hates all music, like whatever. She became the biggest Pink Floyd fan in the world. She went to school as a music performance major. I mean, she is amazing. She has played in Carnegie Hall. She has played all over the place. Um, She just, she ran a music and art store. And it was just like, you're welcome. Sorry for traumatizing you. (laughs) (laughs) Remember when you were scared of Pink Floyd? Well, my dad said, like, one of the weird things is it probably did kind of imprint on her of, like, she had the experience of sitting in that room alone and scared, but Pink Floyd was starting to play. And like, it kind of, it's weird. I'm like gripping my hands. I'm like, it seeped into her. (laughs) And what's really funny is I'm not even that big a Pink Floyd fan. (laughs) Like, I'm really not. Like they're fine. Again, they're fine. I have songs that I love, but I was just like, that's the album you should start with. And so the fact that you were just like, yeah, you'd think she'd use Dark Side of the Moon. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, just as a follow up, when she was in high school, um, Hot Topic got the licensing or whatever. Like there was suddenly Pink Floyd stuff everywhere. And she had Pink Floyd flip flops that we called her Floyd flops. And that was just a delightful (laughs) year and a half or however long she had them for me. Um, but yeah, that's why I asked for this, for this minute, for this week, I was just like, no, you don't understand. I actually did this to someone. I looked at my sister and I said, we're going to make you cool now. Come with me. (laughs) That's awesome. It was so, and then she got really into it. It was so much fun, like having parents and siblings and my dad's, you know, siblings, one of his sisters was in a band and her kids cut a CD at one point. And it was just like, it just all like circled around you. Like it was just in the air, this sort yeah. of thing. Hmm. See, I have, a, I have a sister who's four years older. And so the music she would play, you know, if I was, if I happened to be in her room, like she would, you know, play, uh, well, what new kids on the block, um, stuff like that. Um, and you know debbie gibson like i 
Debbie Gibson it was my first love because Aww. she had the cassette with her picture on it and that was like I would you know you know I was probably you make out know. with it when it yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's why you really feel uncomfortable you're just projecting <laughs> right Um, so, so the only other thing I'd want to say about uh, Tommy for me is, is uh, you know, from personal nature, it's, it's just, you know, as, as I said, I mean, it's, it's just kind of the one that, uh, you know, I, I was most out of all of these that I was most familiar with as, as a kid, as early, earliest on. And I just really, you know, with, with your point, your, your, your take on it, um, Travis, you know, for me, I mean, I, I mean, I really poured over the, uh, the lyrics that were inside the CD liner you know notes. oh sure you know and and so i so i got the story i understand i i had a take on it you know without having seen the movie okay. at that point mm-hmm. that's for sure um and you know i got past some of that icky stuff yeah i said okay well, i mean they're you know their lyrics their songs you know, you know it's not it's not something that's really happened. Well, I mean, it has really happened. Is the unfortunate thing that i certainly know now you you understand they're telling a story yes like, oh yeah they're right. they're building to something with this, oh, yeah. <laughs> but but the use of sparks for this is I mean because that oh. was that was something definitely a, a track that I was drawn to and I I really loved the way it sounded oh. and and it's uh, the way the way William here stands you know it's it's a, oh. it's, a it's kind of a special thing there I think that that Cameron Crowe just remembers just like what it is was this taking aback you know. And I think that's kind of what I had, you know, listen, especially listening like on headphones that my dad had, you know, the big, the big over the year oh, yeah. old, old style head, headphones back then. The air traffic controller. Oh, God, yeah. you never forget your first pair of headphones, do you? <laughs> um, so um, he, and he puts he puts the record on and then there's, there's uh, that uh, the, the biggest thing you can see is the DECA label. Mm. Yeah. You know, well, and actually, you you already said what what, what the note said. And the the other thing there is that there is the packet of matches sitting right there mm-hmm. in the cover too, which is terrible for the record. Thank God yeah. he opened oh, his yeah. bag right away. Yeah, a thick <laughs> a thick uh, book of matches like that, and we see him using that as well. But but I was saying uh, the the word Deca is there. That's the big uh, recording label. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if I love the. The visual storytelling here with the really? yeah i yeah. think the way we see the deca it's rotating you know this album is is spinning and then we see that like repeated a few times and then at a it's certain faded point, over each other yeah and then it, cross towards towards the end then you get william is like also faded in into one of these layers and i i think i don't know it just as a I don't know storytelling method of of showing him listening the, to this. It just I feel like maybe and, and and I don't I don't remember what comes next. Like after this set of minutes, yeah. it's it's been a long time since I've watched the movie. Um, so I don't remember. Does this transition into him being 
uh, grown up or yes, 15 years exactly. old. Okay. Yeah, because it's showing so I, his uh, notebook. And I thought it's it did. After, so, after five years of yeah. listening to this music okay. and finding more, and, and especially, like, I mean, the, the other thing besides his name you can see here is uh, yeah. like second, uh, four, four, with four seconds left, so 56 seconds in, uh, Black Sabbath. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. written. Uh, and that's an important part, I think, of what's coming up as well. That's. <laughs> Whoa. There's something going on there with that being the one band we can see at least this far in to yeah. this next scene. I could see if this transition yeah. doesn't do it for you. That, that's I think I, yeah. I would, and maybe I'm just thinking stereotypically or, uh, you know, what's been done maybe too many times, but I could almost prefer maybe like you, you show him listening to it and maybe it starts to, you know, like like you said, he he might might look a little like well, what is this? But maybe you start to zoom in on his face slowly, and and maybe go into his eyes, and then you pull out, and it's adult or not adult, but it's mm-hmm. uh, uh, Patrick Fugit. You know, like yeah. maybe it's just something like that, some other transition into him aging and still listening to this music or some music, um, and you can tell like he's he's filled those those few years those four years has has been filled with listening to this music that his sister left him you know it's too bad because i love the image of him smiling at the candle which yeah just you know again dear listeners this doesn't work i mean not that i've burned sacrificed many candles trying to do this but it doesn't work just a heads up <laughs> but i i I would be willing to lose that little smile if what they did was they stayed on the close-up of the record player and you heard him striking the match and lighting the candle. Mm. And yeah. then it like faded or transitioned or something to the to the modern to the 73 stuff. Yeah. I think it's for me I think it's just the overlapping of the the multiple spinning yeah. who albums, you know, just just visually it just doesn't do anything for me. Um, I do like the him lighting the candle and stuff. I think you easily could keep that, but it, it, it seems to me like he, you know, what Cameron Crow, I, th- I guess maybe your and and the the unnamed editor that I'll <laughs> look into here shortly. Um, uh, it's 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 just this uh, kind of trying to invoke some kind of psychedelic experience. Yeah, but f- for what magic. we know for the whole movie is the the drug thing throughout the movie that it's you know it's really not there so it's 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 i think it's saying you know you can you can have these psychedelic experiences without drugs just by oh, listening sure. to music oh god yeah, yeah. Yes. i have time traveled listening to um mm-hmm. radiohead's um paranoid android is that the album name or is that the song no, on no the that's album? a song on the okay. computer Okay. Oh, thank you. Okay. Computer. I, I mean, I have like lost time listening to that in yeah. album in one sitting and, and not, and just kind of zoned out and not, you know, and lost track of like where I was, which I mean, this was years ago and I was at work. So I definitely didn't get anything <laughs> done for that hour plus however long that album is. But, um, but yeah, I, I yeah, I've, I've been transfixed by my music like that. So. Um, the only other thing I'd like to mention with, you know, the visual nature of the uh, of him putting the record on and, and moving the tone arm over mm. and, it, and it does zoom in on 
the the um this I think it's I think it's like kind of like a knob at the end of the tone arm this and this S and P that are yeah. that are there. Um, I I guess that's you know <laughs> that's for the short play setting. Maybe oh. I'm yeah. thinking. And on the other side, you know, on the multiple other sides, there's your EP and your LP and so forth. I think yeah. maybe. Well, but it'd be great if someone, one of our listeners, is more aware of that kind of stuff. I did try to figure it out a little bit online, but not well, much. Well, is that on the? Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because the because the other because the other big part of playing the records with with your different types of length plays is actually the the revolutions. Yeah. Uh, setting. That's so not this has the, the switch is so actually just weird on that arm. That's yeah, interesting. Maybe that's what I assumed it was. Or if it's a different type of needle that mul- multiple needles that yeah. pop in up and down, maybe. Mm. Ooh. So yeah, if, yeah, if either of you are too aware, then uh, I'm definitely looking towards the listeners. Yeah, I don't to help uh, out a little. <laughs> yeah, I just assumed, and in my brain, I. Because I was a child of the VHS, and I'm like, oh yeah, slow, it's slow play. Where's super long play? I'm yeah, like, wait, yeah. no, that's not yeah. the same. <laughs> See, when I was, I was probably about William's age here, and I, I was playing with the family, you know, mm-hmm. record player, which, which was in this cabinet. It's like had the record player was on top with a, a glass lid that lifted, yep. uh, mm-hmm. you know, up or whatever, and then underneath that, it had like the cassette deck, and then maybe something else. The uh, at the bottom had held all the uh you know all the records and this thing never got used like we did my parents just never played these these albums so i mean i i could vaguely remember some of the albums that they had so i'd I'd love to you know i those are long since gone but um but when i was playing with this record player you know i i pulled the needle out like just just oh. completely yeah. plucked it right out of the uh, the what do you call it the tuning arm tone arm tone arm mm-hmm. you know so it rendered the whole thing basically useless but again this thing never got used so I don't even think it went noticed but oh god what am yeah. I one of the first things of video of me ever is I just learned to like stand on my own and I was doing that bopping thing where it's like look she's dancing but like I'm really just kind of like slightly bending my knees and not falling over yeah. and it's my dad putting on Hearts Barracuda to try and get me to do that for the video camera nice that my uncle had brought over yeah I remember god that was my first thing that I was obsessed with the science was learning how records were I remember it being a very serious thing of like learning how to clean the record with a little uh-huh. brush to spin uh-huh. it and that you never touch. And and that's why I like CDs because I could hold them and I, my hands weren't big enough to hold the records like uh-huh. by putting one hand on the label and the thumb on the side. But I remember getting less than cleaning it. And then my dad explaining how the bumps worked and how that was changing to sound and just being like, absolutely fascinated by that. Yeah. Again, the poor kids these days have no idea what I'm talking about. Oh, uh, well, is there anything else for this minute, you guys? You think? Um, we have to leave. The music is so good. <laughs> I, I, they're on the notebook itself. I feel like we see the letters that will spell out Lester Bangs. Oh, yeah. 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 And I don't know okay. if that's like if that's something is is that a name that he would know mm-hmm. at at oh, this point? Yeah. You know. 
because it's like less ba at at the point of five years from now well yeah yeah (laughs) yeah not not young william it it is yeah okay teenage william yeah is reading him Uh i guess i gotta go back to suicide is painless don't i oh yeah (laughs) well and those are my requested minutes for for your show i i love mash i'm 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 teasing. And it's funny because 73, we're connected. That's when the... Oh, no, 72 mm-hmm. is when the show started. But it would have been on. <laughs> William could have been watching MASH. <laughs> okay, so... Um, uh, and last week, I think we talked a little bit with Tierney about uh, her history. We've heard even more, I think, this this week with her, too. <laughs> um, why, why she yeah. requested some of these minutes here. Um, yeah. But, uh, Travis, what's your history with the movie you've i think you've given little hints um yeah i don't have an extensive history with almost famous um i for some reason i i must have seen maybe from the middle or the second act on until the end of the movie um Mm -hmm. i definitely reckon uh remember you know big scenes uh that are are still to come from the movie. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've seen parts of it, but these minutes, you know, were definitely new territory for me. And I'm, I had, you know, all, all mapped out this weekend that I was, yeah. I was going to set aside, you know, two hours to watch the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that like window, that two hour window kept getting like shoved aside for other, you know, activities this, this weekend. So um, I didn't have a chance to, to, you know, properly watch the movie. Um, so I'm, 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 these minutes have left me wanting more. So I definitely, um, I'm really curious about like, uh, what came before the, the, this 10 minute mark that we started with, you know, cause I don't, I can kind of guess what, what the, the family dynamic is with, uh, the three characters we have in, in these minutes. And, um, but yeah, for some reason, I just never saw the first part of this, the movie. Um, yeah. so, um, yeah, I, so I think I'm going to definitely check it out and it, it, it should work out perfectly. You know, I can, uh, watch the movie. Got a, got a little time before, uh, you start releasing these episodes. So right, I'll be, yeah. I'll be ready to go once, uh, <laughs> you know, once the minutes start dropping, I'll be, uh, I'll be a, an almost famous expert. Yeah. That's great to hear that. Uh, yeah, you're you're more interested. Uh, yeah, yeah. In seeing it, but we'll never be as expert as you, okay. right? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, yeah. Great. Thank you. Um, so yeah. So this is the end of this uh, fourth week here. We've had uh, the two weeks with Tierney and one with Travis, and I think I think we will probably be having Tierney back a little bit. Mm. Hey, Travis, if you're if you're up for it at that point, you'll it'll be some point after maybe. Yeah, you can get yeah. Back in if you're uh, up for it. Yeah, if you, if you ever need me, just just let me know. We'll get your refresh. We'll get the band back together. Yeah. <laughs> um. So this was uh, minute twelve, and so great to have both of them on, Tierney and Travis. Um, and we'll be back next week, uh, minute uh, thirteen. Oh, and uh, the one other thing, uh, similar to what we did for Watchmen, I, I do want to uh, give the big the big shout out to. Uh, the godfathers of of the movies by minutes formats uh pete and alex with their star wars minute and check out moviesbyminute.com 
and just a little plug uh, uh, of, of my own in case you're not aware for uh, uh, on Twitter we have our handle at almost famous men and we also have our uh, Facebook uh, page of course uh, almost famous minute watch facebook.com slash almost famous minute and our group there is the uh, band-aids listener group next week uh, Monday we'll be back with minute 13 until then it's all happening. It's, it's all, all happening. happening. I am a golden god! Yeah! 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 And I was born in the backseat of a greyhound bus Rolling down Highway 41 You know the queen of hearts is always your best bet It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.